0: business owners, I'm Crystal and this is the Systems That Transform Your Business podcast, a place where you will find a source of knowledge, strategy and creativity to discover your business's unique DNA and implement systems to support your business growth. We are all about solid business foundations, software, automation, standard operating procedures And knowing 100% that anyone in your business can walk away right now and it won't come crashing down. Do you feel like your house is in shambles, your feet stick to the floor, and you really just can't catch a break? Join me on today's episode where I have the privilege of interviewing Ashley Buffer from Freedom Mums. Ashley has the street cred to call herself the official home systems expert as she has the personal expertise with 10 kids of her own and systems within her home that provide an environment where everyone, kids included, work together to have a home that runs like clockwork. She believes that if she can do it with 10 kids and a business, then
1: you can too. Hello everyone it's Crystal the organization queen from KCS and today I am so very excited to be joined by our international guest Ashley Buffer who is from the Freedom Moms. She's located in Virginia in the USA. Hi Ashley. Hello, thank you so much for having me today. (laughs) You are very welcome. I know that a lot of people are very excited to hear what you have to say. So give us a little bit about your background and Freedom Moms and what it's all about. Okay, so, I
2: like to call myself a home systems expert. <laughs> and the only reason that I have the audacity to call myself an expert is because I have 10 children. <laughs> I feel like that gives me the street cred. So, 10 children, um, I have not always been, a, I was not born organized. Um, mm. I was not born someone who loved cleaning. I actually told my mom um, when I was a teenager that I didn't need to learn how to clean because. I was going to marry a rich man and have a living in maid. And so I didn't need to know how to do any of this. <laughs> um, so I didn't actually follow through on that plan at all. Um, so it turns out I did need to actually learn how to do all of this stuff. And um, then it, you know, once I had several children, I realized, well, this is really more work than one woman can handle. <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? So um, after years and years and years and years of trial and error, I developed systems in my home to where we were all working together not just me, not just the kids we all work together and um, you know I've been using the same system now for a good solid five to six years and it's so easy now and so I wanted to share this with with the world basically because um, you know if a mom with 10 kids who homeschools and runs her own business can have a home that runs like clockwork basically, <laughs> then I feel like any mom can have that and any mom should have that if they want to have it. So um, I started sharing my systems with the world and here I am and it's, it's, it's wonderful and it's beautiful and it's really exciting to see so many different moms realizing the same success that I have. So that's me.
1: <laughs> Great. And just out of curiosity, what, uh, how old is your oldest child and how, else is, how old is your youngest child?
2: My oldest will be 18 in November.
1: So he's. Yes.
2: And um, my youngest is six months old. So I have the full spectrum of ages right
1: now. Yes, you do. And I'm sure that a lot of people who are watching are just going to be like, wow, my life is definitely not any as hard as what yours possibly could be um you know in australia i think the average family has two to four kids four is pretty maximum average so i can imagine a lot of mums that might jump on and watch are gonna be like (laughs) 10. Well,
2: i have to tell you it's funny because whenever i'm out in public if i see a mom with like four younger children i'm like oh my gosh she has got her hands full she must be so busy I'm like oh wait <laughs> So I mean like seriously, when you have young kids like your hands are full no matter how many you have so I still am like, wow, she has got her work cut out for her
1: <laughs> And I guess you have your own little helpers all built in too with having you know the older kids and the younger kids at the same time so'
2: all yeah, pitch in. <laughs> it's a group effort. <laughs>
1: yeah all right let's jump in to our first kind of topic about how running your home is like running your business
2: yes so when i was first really really trying to get these systems under control in my home it finally dawned on me well ashley you've gotten your business you've got systems in your business that help you to run it in such a way that everything is organized and everything gets done on time, and you're not missing deadlines, and you're communicating with your people properly. And it dawned on me why you're struggling so much in your home. Why aren't you doing this at home? Because you know you have the same, it's the same hierarchy, right? I'm the CEO of my business. I'm the CEO of my home. I have a team in my business. I have a team in my home. My business needs leadership. My home needs leadership. We use SOPs in my business. We should be using SOPs in our home. Like, it just all finally clicked. Um, And so that was basically, that was the foundation where I started. I was like, oh, so maybe if I take all of these principles that have made me successful in business and I translate those to being successful in my home, maybe that is the way to realize success. And it has been. It has been. And how,
1: how long ago was that, that you had that aha moment?
2: So that was probably a good 10 years ago when I was first getting okay. my business running. Um, it wasn't the Freedom Mom stuff. I was doing marketing. Um, yes. For online entrepreneurs, um, and you know, I I quickly realized because you know when you're learning how to run an online business, you hear all of those terms all the time. You know, oh, you have to have your SOPs, and you know, and so it's, it's a
1: trainer, yeah,
2: right. I mean, yeah. if you're starting a business, that's what you do. But I had never heard that same thought process translated into running the home. And I was like, well, if I'm going to have a successful business, I need to have a successful home because what's the point? You know, what am I working for? You know, if my home is in shambles and you know my feet stick to the kitchen floor as I'm walking through, like (laughs) life.
1: Trying to. If if you were at the office, you would be appalled if you were walking through the kitchen and there were sticky floors. So. So, yeah, I completely understand. And, and, you know, as we were chatting earlier, it's such a different mentality that I think most people don't even make that transfer from business to personal life. Um, And probably for a couple of reasons where, you know, when you get home, it's your safe place. And the last thing you want to be doing is perceived working. Right. so how did you you know get past that mentality and uh get it to be such a success that it is right now so much trial and
2: error (laughs) and i knew because here's the thing like i have i've read all the books i've read all of the home management books i subscribed to good housekeeping and better homes and gardens and martha stewart like i knew so many people before me have tried to crack this code and yet there are still millions and millions of women having trouble implementing. So I was like, I'm going to have to figure out. So I'm going to have to basically reinvent the wheel here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew, like, going into it, Ashley, you're going to fail over and over and over and over again. And but that's part of the process, right? So we're going to be we're doing an experiment here. And that was my attitude going into it. And I, you know, I think as as women a lot of times we take it personally. Like if we do something and we fail, we're like, "Oh my gosh, I must just not have what it takes to be able to do this," right? But I knew, like, nope, that's not it. I know I have what it takes. <laughs> I have what it takes. I just have to figure out how. Um, so I did. I just started. I would try one thing at a time. You know, I would I would isolate it. I would A B test it basically. Start trying one thing at a time, and then try to make it a little bit better. I use marketing principles you know, to find the perfect secret sauce. You know, it wasn't a Facebook ad. Instead, it was like my home. Yeah. (laughs) But And I kept track of everything that worked and everything that didn't work. And then I started pairing things in different combinations to see, well, can I make this a little bit better? Can I make this a little bit more enjoyable for all of us? And I finally, after, and I mean, it took me a a solid three years before I had like a workable system that I was really happy with and that I stopped making changes to. but it was it was that attitude of um just because i fail doesn't mean i'm failing like i'm getting one close one step closer to success so i'm gonna keep going until i can figure this out because um you know in the in the in the, the the words of marie forleo everything is figure outable, like <laughs> running your home is figure outable. this is not rocket science by any means like i couldn't do rocket science but i can do this <laughs> So that was really the attitude that I went into it and you know I think too like a side benefit of that was it was really good for my kids to see me like attacking this with such you know veracity and just refusing to give up like it's good when our kids see us try and fail and try and fail and keep trying and failing right that's like you're, a-
1: you're human too it's it's definitely an issue where our kids think we're these heroes that can do right. no wrong and. Well, actually we make mistakes.
2: <laughs> yeah. it's a success that involves mistakes. You know, I think for some reason, like a lot of a lot of our kids think that the path to success is just success. Like you're either yeah. good at it or you're not. And that is not true. That's <laughs> not true at all. So I feel like it's a good model for our kids to see us in that struggle, but refusing yes. to give up. So it's you know, side benefit. And when-
1: when you started, how many kids did you have and how did they respond to you? I guess all of a sudden going from nothing to everything. <laughs> when I first started trying to
2: figure it out, um, my sixth child was a baby, um, and Yeah. And we did very much because at that point I was, I was really working way too many hours. I was basically burning myself out. And so the house was tribute, right? The house was the sacrifice. Like I didn't have time to worry about it. I couldn't laundry
1: room that just looked like it exploded. Yeah. I had, I actually
2: had a housekeeper that was coming in once a week to clean And I was like, this is amazing. And then like, you know, 30 minutes after she would leave, it was not amazing any longer. And I realized like part of this is that I don't know how to maintain that clean. Mm -hmm. Right. Because like I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of getting help in the house. Like I'm a huge fan, but I'm not a huge fan of paying several hundred dollars a week for like an hour. <laughs> I only lost an hour. Yes. Right? So um, I tell the ladies that are in my program, like, if you can afford a housekeeper, absolutely get one. It will make your life so much better. You'll really enjoy your life more. However, you have to learn how to keep it that way and how to get your kids to help you keep it that way, because otherwise you're just kind of wasting money. So, you know, it's, it's, it's that balance between You know what what can i and what should i be doing on my own with the kids and what can i call help in for because you know and it's so much more than that everything that i'm talking about it's really so much more than just the you know what i'm mentioning it because you know if if you are able to afford having help in the house you're giving someone else a job right so that's a good thing like you can afford to outsource that You're only benefiting yourself and another person. So it's a good thing. Like, there's, I'm tired of hearing about women feeling like giving themselves a guilt trip because they're hiring someone to help. Like, they're less than. It's like, no, 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 no. You're, this is, this is a good thing. It's, it's good. You just need to learn how to maintain it
1: during the week so that you can fully realize the benefits of that. Yes. Yes and so i guess um in business uh what i teach is that there's this hierarchy of systems where your policies sit at the top and then your standard operating procedures under that and then all of your your forms and your checklists and your registers and all of that, all of that sort of stuff so how does that hierarchy from your business transfer into your home
2: yes good question so at the top is mom and dad right and we're responsible for the standards for our own home. And you know, a lot of moms are like, can you tell me exactly what my standards should be? I'm like, no, I cannot. (laughs) You know, like things are gonna matter a lot to me. Like for example, my baseboards, for some reason I'm super hung up on my baseboards. I hate dirty baseboards. But my windows and mirrors at any given time have smudges on them. Like I don't, I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> Whereas another parent is going to be like, "Oh no, those windows, mm-mm, honey, you are not doing well in your life." Right now. <laughs> but her baseboards are dirty, right? So every every home is going to have different standards of cleanliness, and they're going to have different levels of like what they want their kids doing. You know, because um, my kids actually have less chores. Than a family that has, you know, just two or three children are going to have, right? Because I've got a lot of people to spread the load out. You know, it's a benefit. Billion <laughs> it's, it's- <Yeah. laughs> kids. Um, so you know, each family has to come up with their own standards, right? And then the other thing that mom and dad are like really, really responsible for is the the attitude in your home. What is that attitude going to be? Because One of the foundations of my system is that our family is a team and we work together, which means if one of us is working, we are all working until the job is done so that then we can all do what we want to do (laughs) instead of one person. It used to be mom, one person doing all of the work, feeling completely disenfranchised with life, wanting to run away from home not being able to wait until her kids have flown the nest so that she can like get her life back right we don't want anybody feeling like that we want everybody to be like yeah yeah we're a family we're a team we're gonna work together let's get this done so that attitude that comes from the top you know and you have to really be very very purposeful about sowing that attitude into your home and into the environment. And it all starts up here. And so many times, one thing that I realized that I was really doing that I had to stop doing if I wanted that team mentality was I had to stop playing the martyr. Meaning I had to stop being like, why am I the only person that cares about how clean the house is? Why am I the only person that ever takes out the trash? Nobody is, you know, and if somebody dares to help, with the martyr mentality, it's never good enough, you know, like, (laughs) do you not see what you left behind, you know? So like the mom really sets the tone because you can't expect your children to behave in a way that you are not behaving as an example. Right? So if, if mom is always saying, why am I the only one always doing all the work? Then when you ask your children to start helping, they'll be like, Oh, well I didn't make that mess. I don't want to pick that up. I didn't do that. That's uh uh-uh. I didn't do that. <laughs> it's like you know, they're learning that from someone. So mom is in charge of setting the tone and you know setting the standards, and then making sure that those standards are actually carried out. And the way that we do that is through the SOPs for the different chores. So, um, I so wish you to- actually have written SOPs yeah. and they're laminated yes yes.
1: absolutely
2: (laughs) for all of the different things and it's really good because in order for a child to be able to rise to a challenge they have to fully understand what the challenge is right Mm -hmm. so you can't just say hey go clean that bathroom well what does that mean like what does that what is it clean you know can i fake it enough to where mom (laughs) thinks you know whereas if you (laughs) have a written standard with check boxes and they go down in in chronological order At the end of it, they have a clean bathroom and they know they do. All they have to do is follow the steps. And then if mom steps in to inspect the work and knows that something is awry, all you have to do is say, well, which one of these steps didn't you do? Because we both know that this is not clean (laughs) and then they have to, they have to find it and fix it. It eliminates the whole, you know, well, my, my kid will do the job, but it's only halfway done. Well, that's because they need to know what the standard is. They need to have it in front of them, follow the steps, then they have the standard they can meet the standard so sops are super duper important for i mean for everything we even have an sop for cleaning out the van because
1: otherwise oh it's a bug of mine getting into people's cars that have kids and it's like a site. and i get in and I'm like <laughs> i don't want to get in this car <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. and so with your sops is do you have pictures on your SOPs as well for your little ones that can't read?
2: Well, I don't personally have that because my little ones, um, the jobs that they do are not um, difficult enough to require SOP. Yep. But there's actually one of the moms in our group. Um, she found this really amazing tool. And I wish I can't figure, I can't
1: remember what it was. I'll have to look it up. But That's right. and if you look it up, um, just for everyone watching and whoever watches again. Um, we will put all the links that we talk about in uh, the chat box as well. So everyone will definitely have access to those after the back.
2: But it's it's a website and um, you can make your SOPs with pictures and it's, it's perfect. Ah. And it's, it's, it's really helpful, too. Um, we have a lot of moms in our program um, with children on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And some of those children are to the point where they're not, they're not reading yet. And they just really need those. The pictures really help so much. And, you know, SOPs work wonders for children on the spectrum because those children, when they have clear expectations and very clear steps and structure, that is where they really, really thrive. And so the SOPs, (laughs) <laughs> they make these children so happy because like, finally, it's like, oh, I understand now what you're asking me to do. You've yeah. quantified it, you know? So it's just, it's a really, really good fit. Um, but yeah, the, whatever, I'll find the link for you and um, give it to you. Cause um, this one mom has done um, lots and lots of SOPs for her younger ones with all of the little pictures. So.
1: Great. Do you have anything else you want to talk about in terms of how you liken running your home and running your business, or shall we jump on to the next topic? What's the next topic. Next one. <laughs> so the next one is all about your family is a team. Yes. So what do you mean by that?
2: Yes. So I touched on this just a little bit before, but family being team is really the key to making the whole chore system work. Um, and the the way that I, I realized this was I was reading to my children um, The Little House on the Prairie books specifically the book Farmer Boy and the um, Laura Ingalls Wilder goes into so much detail in that book about this farm family and how like everybody they all had so much work to do to keep this farm working and even Almanzo when he was like seven or eight years old was out there milking like cows like huge cows and doing like a man's amount of work you know like really hard labor but they all did tons and tons and tons and tons of work and they all worked together as a team nobody was like complaining about how much they had to do and then in the evening they all sat around the fire and they ate popcorn and they drank their cider and they were resting together and so that's when it kind of clued me into the fact like first of all i'm not requiring nearly enough out of my kids if almanzo is out there doing all that when he's eight years old like my kid can clean a bathroom um but It just it beautifully illustrated the way that if a family can work together, they can accomplish so much more than if everybody's just out for themselves. Right. That's not what family is supposed to be about. Just everyone out for themselves, Mm -hmm. all doing their own thing. We're supposed to be working together for a common goal. And what better goal is there than creating a comfortable home, clean, comfortable home where we all can relax and enjoy each other together? so that's where that that whole motto came in and then i realized like if we have different times throughout the day where we all stop what we are doing and work towards that common goal in a structured way this house will just stay clean like it's it's magic you know if if we all work together and it takes so much less time um one of my neighbors actually she has four children and she was running herself ragged because she was doing all of the housework all of the cooking everything while her family was sitting in there having a family movie night without her because she was still cleaning up the kitchen from the meal that she had made herself and she was like this is terrible this is not right and I was like oh you're right that isn't right so I gave her my system I was like you need to do this and she called me back two weeks later like in tears she was like our house has completely transformed just by that motto family is team we all work together and we're able to get dinner cleaned up in like less than 15 minutes every night. Whereas before it took me like an hour and a half and I always miss family movie night. (laughs) So she said, you know, that she really had a huge epiphany on what family is team, like what it actually gets you is so much less time. And then those feelings that she was having of, you know, my whole family, like they don't even see me as like a person to be respected and like, as a mother who, you know, mom should be revered, right? They didn't see her that way. They just saw her as the lady that was cleaning up everything and fixing all the food. And that is no, that is not motherhood. <laughs> that is not my definition of motherhood. <laughs> so it's really, really powerful when the whole family starts working together because then everybody can appreciate everybody else's work and the load is spread. And it just, everything happens faster and more efficiently that way. So it's super, super powerful once you have that um, mind shift that, you know, no one single person should be doing all of this. Let's all work together and get it done quickly and efficiently. And then we can move on to the next fun thing.
1: Yeah. And do you have uh, systems and chores in your home that multiple kids have to do together? Yes. Yeah, how does that work with different personalities and people in different moods? And well, part
2: of it is, and this is this is really big because I'm I'm really big on life skills too. You know, I don't all of this has a greater purpose, which is teaching my kids the life skills they're going to need to go off and be successful in the world. Because nobody's living in my basement when they're thirty years old. Like you are, <laughs> going, go go conquer the world somewhere else, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's really important to me that my children have the skills that they're going to need, and one of those skills is people skills, right? Because unless you're like a hacker that is just like working from home, you're gonna have to learn how to deal with all sorts of different people, right? And so, from day one, like I'm, I'm, I'm driving this home. You know, your your brothers and your sisters are your friends; they're your family. Where you have to learn how to get along with each other because you know there's always going to be someone in life that is not on the same wavelength as you that you don't get along with that you have different political beliefs on that you know you have different life philosophies you know that choose their food too loud i mean you know what, whatever it may be on any given day there's always people out there that get on our nerves so we have to be able to deal with those people so there's a lot of instruction that's constantly going on there but once once everybody realizes like oh this is here to stay mama's not kidding she's not giving up on this one They all kind of just put their noses down and get the work done because they realize like the faster we work, the faster we're done. And that's what it really comes down to. So those personalities, like there might be some pushback in the very beginning, but it goes away once they know that mom is serious and she's not giving up, like they just buckle down and do the work. (laughs)
1: Great. And so I guess I'm really excited to learn how to implement those systems now in your home so that people can, you know, tangibly walk away from this conversation and go, right, <laughs> yes. this is
2: changing. Yes. So the very best place that I've found for people to get started immediately is with something we like to call in the Freedom Moms group the five minute family cleanup. And so five minutes, it doesn't seem like enough and if you haven't, if your house is a wreck right now, it really may not be enough, but it is enough to get you started and get that momentum going. So there's a there's a few parameters around what a five family minute five minute family cleanup actually is. So it involves an actual timer and you actually set your timer for five minutes. And when the timer goes off, you are actually done and you release your kids. as long as they are focused, and they're doing it with a good attitude. If someone's giving you attitude, or if someone is just like walking around in circles, staring at the ceiling, then they have to do another five minutes. But when the timer is done, you release them. The benefit of this is they actually get to see how little time five minutes is, but how much they can get accomplished if they're all working together. So it's a really, really powerful tool. The other thing that you have to make sure that you do is you're all in one room. So you're not like, okay, kids, five minutes, like spread out and let's clean this place up. You won't see any actual progress. (laughs) You all need to be in like one, like the living room, the family room is like a great place or the kitchen is a great place to do it. And everyone is in there and everyone is just focused on working as hard as possible for five minutes. The third thing that's super important is to have on some upbeat music that everyone will enjoy because Even if your kid like walks into that room and they're like, I can't believe we're having to do this. If you put on some fun, upbeat music, they are going to work and they're going to do it faster than they would if, you know, you didn't have any music on at all. And it just, it helps to completely change the mood in the room. Um, So it's really, really important. And what ends up happening about 50% of the time, whenever a new mom in the Freedom Moms group tries this out, about 50% of the time, this is what she reports back. They begged me for more time. They wanted me to set the timer for another five minutes. <laughs> like, I cannot believe this. Who are my children? Like, this is crazy. And it's because they enjoyed themselves and they saw the progress. And what happens is a lot of times in five minutes, you don't get the room. The first time you don't get the room totally cleaned up but the kids are enjoying themselves and they're super focused and they want to finish the job and it's amazing. And it's magical. So that is the best way to get started right now. And anybody can do that. You just have to remember to do those three things, use the timer, focus in one room and have some upbeat music on. And it's really amazing what can happen.
1: That sounds exciting. And I would, um, you know, anyone that does watch this, I'd be really curious to to see how it goes for you. So definitely um, put a comment on our post so that we can uh, hear back about that. Um, Actually, half an hour has absolutely flown by. We literally have (laughs) two minutes to go. Um, So I guess we wanted to provide everyone with access to the link that's on the screen at the moment, which is a warm barometer. Can you quickly explain um, what people will get at that link, Ashley? Yes. So it's a two page. It's basically a two
2: page printable and you can print it out. And if you're feeling like stressed and overwhelmed, Basically, what you do is you go down this list of questions and it's kind of like a priority. It centers you on where where are you getting frustrated and then what do you actually do about it? So the first page it's asking you the different questions to try and like focus in on what the actual problem is that's calling causing you to be stressed out and overwhelmed. And then you go to the next page and you see it's simple solution. And it's not like a complete solution because it's only one page. However, it's enough to get you going in the right direction. And what I found is, if you can, if you can um, eliminate that blockage that's causing the overwhelm, in whichever area it is, if you can get rid of that big blockage, then it opens up your mind to be able to figure out the rest of it. You know, if you can get rid of that one thing that is just causing you to be so overwhelmed that you can't even think straight then your brain will be able to solve the rest of the problem. So it's it's a powerful tool. It's simple, but but it's powerful.
1: Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ashley, for taking time at the end of your day, um, <laughs> when you've probably got 10 crazy kids running around in the background somewhere.
2: <laughs> Everyone
1: that's why it's so quiet. <laughs> i know everyone in australia is probably crazily running around trying to watch and be engaged while they've got their kids eating breakfast at the moment <laughs> going to school uh, so thank you very much uh, the recording will be available on all of our social media channels as per normal um, so ashley thank you so much You're welcome thanks for having me that's all right bye everyone
0: Thank you for taking the time to tune into our episode. We hope that it has given you something to think about and hopefully implement to support your business transformation and growth. Make sure you like our Facebook or LinkedIn pages to keep up to date with all our new resources and understand how KCS can become an integral part of your business and help you to systemize and scale.